0: All right. Well, hey, uh, welcome. This is our, I'm excited, right? Uh, my name is Ken Harvey. I'm with uh, Touching Heart. And uh, this is our first Compassionate Leadership Spotlight. And I'm excited to have Greg Adgate as, uh, as our first original, the first person who's going to be that, uh, that spotlight. And really excited because one of the reasons we're doing this is because there are a lot of leaders out there. And people think sometimes you get in your mind that leadership has to be where you're just tough as a, tough as a nail that you're punishing, that you're, you know, doing everything wrong is right. And that's, that's the, that's the form of leadership. And there are so many great leaders out there that are doing so many good things in the world. And so I think it's important that touching heart is spotlighting some of these leaders. And so, like I said, our first leader is Greg, you know, a compassionate leader. We say that with strength. It takes a lot of strength to become a compassionate leader because you have to you have to make hard decisions sometimes, and sometimes you have to do things that aren't favorable to everybody or to the world, but you know it's right in your heart. So, without me talking so much, I want to welcome Greg to the to the program. Greg, how are you doing?
1: Fantastic, Ken. Thank you. I appreciate the uh, the invitation. And you know, as you know, touching hearts been something that I've uh, been invested in for a little, around a decade now, and I really love the the work that Touching Heart does for young people, but also for those of us who get to help the young people and learn from them about their kind of leadership and how they see and have vision for the world. So um, it's uh, an honor to be here and, and talking with you.
0: That's awesome. And it, isn't it amazing that it is kind of a full circle, right? You, you mentor younger people, but then younger people have an opportunity to remind us of of some of the simple values in life and some of the simple things that say, you got to treat everybody with respect. You got to work hard and you got to enjoy what you're doing. So um, I want to talk to you about your company a little bit about your your leadership style. Uh, We've had a conversation a little bit earlier uh, about that style. Uh, And so just kind of give people a view of if someone looked at you and said, man, that is a compassionate leader,
1: that's who I wanna be. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I think it starts for me with who do I wanna be as a person, as a human first, and and trying to be consistent as a, a husband and a father and a boss and a coworker and a neighbor. And and so once you land on that, which I have, um, which is for me, a lot of, of, of it is is just, you know, faith-driven and being good a good human to other people, loving other people. Um, then how do you translate that into the work environment? It's a really good question that you raised. Like, sometimes that doesn't seem like it fits with what is expected of you in, in corporate America, or it might not fit. And I have to admit, I've, I've been in a number of organizations where it didn't fit. And you had I had decisions to make on, do I want to be who I want to be and be consistent with the human, um, that I want to be, uh, or do I want to take the, I'm going to succeed at all costs path, which the cultures of some of the companies I've worked for, um, that's what the cultures were. And, you know, it was not easy when you are in that environment to stick to your guns and be the human you want to be, but I felt like I slept better and I didn't have anything to explain at home. And, and, and I felt, you know, very aligned with the goals of who I want to be as a human there where, um, you know, sometimes that doesn't speed your, your growth up or your success up because you're, you're kind of a countercultural person in that, in that company's culture. Um, but if you find the right place and you find the right company with the right culture, Or organization with the right culture and the people around you who embrace the same kinds of things and value the same kinds of things then get out of the way it's going to be it's amazing and that's that's where I am now with Equinix. Um, Equinix is a global data center platform operator that uh, our CEO Charles Myers uh, his mantra with everyone is we need to be feel safe that we belong and that we matter and it's a thing he he reinforces over and over again as the baseline cultural messages to everyone, and how we treat each other. And so you can be your authentic self in this culture, and that's where for me I've I've found my my greatest um, alignment with who who I am, and and I allow others to be who they are, and it fits in this culture. Um, I'm not sure it fits everywhere, but. It's it's very rewarding to be in a place where it does fit. I think it's
0: it's amazing. Um, something as simple as saying that you can you can go to sleep at night knowing you know you're going to have a peaceful night's sleep because you're not doing something that's against your standards. Let me ask you this, and I, and I promise I won't take a long time. But did you ever write out? a list, cause I've been reading some books now and you know, some of them say, you know, write out a list of these are my values, my standards that I believe in and that I, ch- I choose to hold fast to. And maybe you go back and review them. And, and if you have, you know, give me like two or three of them that you wanna hold to.
1: I, I think the, the first is as a policy to, as a leader, listen to understand. Um, We think in leadership you're supposed to have all the answers many and many times you don't and a lot more often than not the people who are doing the actual work have greater insights than you do and so first it's to be humble enough to say all right I don't have all the answers let's go ask people who are in the front lines and get their feedback or ask partners I do a lot of partner work ask them what they're seeing and experiencing listen to it absorb it it may it may Take you may take an ego hit because that may be your team that's not doing what you need them to do, or maybe you're not doing what you need your people to do. But, but if you can absorb that and, and take it and be genuine about it um, then it prepares you to go back and, and deliver an authentic experience for people. And that's probably my second main thing is what I value in people and why I'm, I'm drawn to you can is just authentic humans, authentic connections with people who, are are genuine and aren't playing games and you can be who you are with them and they accept you for who you who you are the strengths you bring might not be the strengths i bring but together we're better um and so it's you know listen uh kind of a a servant type uh leadership style and then be humble enough to to um to know when you need to move towards them and you know i I feel like by connecting and being authentic you're you're setting a set of a baseline um, dialogue and understanding between yourself and the teams you work with, whether they're your employees or whether they're cross functional teammates and and you can have honest conversations about it, and whatever needs to be addressed it's okay it, no one's no one's defensive and so that type of approach I find um, is disarming um, then I think the last one is. Um, it's not the last one, but one of, one of, of a powerful one is, is focus on information, not the emotion attached to the information. Um, one of my mentors, career mentors, um, this gentleman named Chaz White always said, I, I focus on the data and, and I look at the data and I try to understand how to apply it. And then that just diffuses all emotion. It's, it's not your fault for the data or my fault. It's just what it is. And so if we can gather on truth and and talk about what that data is, then we can work towards solving for things. And so if you come at it with a humble approach and you're listening and you're just focused on the information, then it diffuses a lot of the the interpersonal um, anxieties or interpersonal things and baggage that people bring to to situations, um, whether it's at work or, or anywhere, really.
0: Well, look, I, I promised I wasn't going to be long people's attention spans aren't as long, but man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up. This is, you know, what you gave me in, in, in the mild manner way that you did it, it was almost like a, a pregame speech, you know, it, it isn't saying, look, these are the things that you need to go out there and be a winner. So man, I really appreciate you being our, our first ever for being an example. Uh, it, you know, there, there are a lot of people, adults and kids who, you know, you, you get a lot of images brought to you from, from everywhere, from TV, from Instagram, from all, the, all sorts of different areas. And so it's, it's refreshing to get a compassionate leader. So thank you very much for being here and congratulations. You are, you know, if anybody, if anybody has a trivia question, you can say, I am the original. You're the first one. Thank, thank, you. thank you very I, much. I
1: want to close on one thing you said okay. TV. Um, so I'm going to quote Ted Lasso. If you, if you haven't seen the show, you should watch it. It's, it's a super uplifting show. Um, and and his, one of his sayings is, be curious, not judgmental. Mm. And there's so many different lessons in that show, but, but being curious and non-judgmental is a great way to go about it.
0: Dude, I'm learning from you. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, congratulations on being the first. You. you are the bar setter and everyone else will be, you know, we'll go from there. So thank you very much. I look forward to uh, you helping us select others along the road. Along the road, okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir.